right uh so here we are uh, again on a sunday and uh, this time we bring to you a deeper concept uh, for you guys to understand before we begin this conversation i would like to address the organization uh, by which this was possible and uh, would like to talk a little bit about it uh, so happiness coach is a complete wellness stop and uh, happiness coach provides training coaching consultancy and counseling to corporates executives and individuals we at happiness coach provides top icf certified coaches and happiness coaches just like deepak uh, and uh, as for our services results are everything uh, we are partnered with international coach federation and happitude and today we are in conversation with deepak varma uh, deepak is the a little bit about deepak uh, deepak is the creator of speakology which is his trademark and uh, he is also the creator of healify and especially an ikigai coach is a keynote speaker he has conducted over 2000 workshops in 10 countries and trained over 2000 individuals and organizations he's a master udemy trainer with 3000 plus students all across the globe and deepak is also the co-founder of entrepreneur international which is also <laughs> funny enough i'm a part of uh, so we are talking about deepak <clears throat> you're talking about a beautiful concept today Uh, a very thought provoking concept today actually and it is beautiful by the word of it ikigai uh and i i say it's a beautiful word because it's something that we don't use in common parlance and a word that is not used in common parlance the first question that arises in my mind and the first question that anyone should ask is how do you pronounce this word How, how, yeah how do you pronounce how do you pronounce it deepak awesome so it's very simple it's ikigai and right. uh, the way you look at it you know there's a smile on the face okay do it which also right. okay. so with the so with the cheeks up you're always smiling ikigai okay so the word the word itself makes you smile a lot so let's let's actually go deep inside it and let's understand what the concept is so after the pronunciation a word that is not used in common parlance you always try to understand at least in my field you always try to understand where does the word originate from and what is the word so i would like you to elucidate upon like what is ikigai for the people or ikigai with the cheeks up uh for the people who do not understand this concept and where did it first originate from so that we have some backing to to it awesome yeah so ikigai is a concept uh, originated in japan it means a reason for being or the okay. purpose of existence all right and uh, it's it's a uh, it's coined there and it it's actually two words ikiru and uh, gai yeah and uh, you know the guy means the value of the preciousness of and ikiru means life okay so you have various guys you know you have hakaru guy the value of doing the value of everything ikigai is the value of life okay. so they really want to tell what really is valuable to you as a human being as a life so okay. it is beautiful and uh, that's where it comes from okinawa is a small island in uh, japan it's also one of the five blue zones i'll okay. explain to you what is blue zone a little later Okay. One of five five blue zones in the world. Yeah. Places you must visit before you die. So even I have a little bit of information of very random facts about uh, Okinawa. Uh, as uh, there is something with these Japanese words that that are really fascinating uh, because when broken down, these words mean a lot more. Uh, so there is that. So like my random fact about Okinawa is uh, that it also is a place with the most hundred year olds living per capita. So you can just understand how serene and how beautiful this place would be, how calm this place would be. um there is if i'm not mistaken there is another idea that came from okinawa uh, that is karate which is now worldwide and uh, as uh, as if i remember as after the second world war uh, the american soldiers who won okinawa and were stationed there brought the concept back to their country and now because of that it's it's known worldwide and even like how how you described ikigai uh, how it's like iki and then gai and a meaning of life and purpose same is with karate so that's why we can draw a common parallels with these japanese words that you know karate also so kara means open and like te means hands so karate now like we see it in hollywood and everything but it started from okinawa so that that's my random fact for the day um also uh, when uh, 
we're talking about how like when you talked about how ikigai broken up and what it means i also stumbled upon this academia where it also said about how ikigai has four directions to it so if you care to elucidate upon like what are those four directions of ikigai and yeah is beautiful the directions are pretty beautiful and uh, different uh, there are different methodologies to it but all of them mean the same yeah so the four directions are first to begin with what you are really passionate about what do you really love what are the various things that you truly truly love to do and uh, that's normally where a person should begin from okay. and then it goes in the second direction fine you found what you love to do what are you good at are you good at it so for example i love dancing but i'm not good at dancing mm. so it remains a kind of a passion or it remains up there but when you connect it to the second point which is what you're good at it starts getting closer you know you're getting something which you love and what you're good at okay. and the third direction is great you got something which you love and you're good at but can you connect it to a need which the world needs around you a All social right. need and okay. that's the third direction and the fourth direction is the value of it so can you be paid for it so it's yeah. what you love what you're good at what the world needs and what you can be paid for this is a very popular view there are various other uh, similar uh, views but it all rests on the same point of loving what you're good at the service to the world and some value for it what you can pay let's, for let's give it directions all right so let's let's make a let's just imagine whoever is with us let's imagine like a globe all right so north is what you love right if i'm not wrong the north direction is what you love right. then let's go uh towards the west then what is what what did you say what you're good at what you're good at then let's go towards the south towards uh right hand side towards the right. uh, towards the east yeah what the world needs what the world needs and towards the south is if you get paid for it what like, yeah yeah what all right perfect so um even like understanding these directions uh there is some common parallels between these and like japanese artisans engineers and especially zen philosophy so specifically zen philosophy talks about simple principles like simplicity and attention to detail is this something that ikigai also draws these principles from these zen philosophies or is this is this also some principles that are very important to ikigai it's part of the secrets of ikigai the yeah. need to be simple and the need to focus on any one particular task which is in you know, attention to detail yeah. these come as small nuggets yeah uh, which uh, the japanese artisans have probably uh, taken it out and popular to the world today yeah. but it's certainly part of the overall flow of ikigai yeah so when talking about directions i i um, just heard you uh, saying that what you're passionate about so is it then can we say that is ikigai synonymous to passion not really ikigai is way beyond it because okay. a lot of people have a lot of passions mm. uh, we may have 100 or you know uh, 200 uh, passions and loves around it yeah. but can you transfer it in that particular north east west south i'm getting my direction right <laughs> point the first time yeah. i'm hearing it so because it's easier it? for people to understand north and west yeah so can you transfer it from the north which is a passion can you get it to the east to the west and to the south so when you move it from the passion to what you're good at what the world needs and what you can paid for yeah then it becomes holistic yeah which is why a lot of times people have a lot of passions but they don't seem to do anything about it or when they get into it they don't know what to do next and you know they end up being poppers or you know they end up struggling for existence because they have not come the full sequence down yeah, they have not looked at every direction basically correct they have not looked at every direction right so uh regarding regarding something like that i wanted to share something which is very close to my heart as well like a quick story uh, so that we divert a little bit from here so one day i woke up and i'm i'm 23 now and i'm uh, living with my parents and i knew what i was good at uh, and i have been in law school uh, but i didn't know exactly why i was doing it and uh, why so like when we talk about directions why the world needed it uh and it it is quite materialistic uh but the spirituality in me or like the spiritual person in me couldn't understand why exactly am i adding on to the sphere of a, an extra person and what can i individually give the world uh so 
quite didn't understand why the world needed that and during that during that phase i was a lot i was confused and i took some took some time off and tried to figure my ikigai out and uh, and i understood that it was to delight people it, it was to help people so so i created this platform and it makes me so happy and i passionately work for it uh, and and i put attention to every detail there is and and at the same time i'm relaxed about it and working makes me happy working for helping people working to build this platform up working to engage with people you know that makes me happy so of course now everybody is wondering that uh, oh, yash you found your ikigai and you're happy where you are and it it sounds a bit self centered uh, but where is my ikigai what is my ikigai how can we trace individual ikigais how can somebody who's not found that let's not call it passion let's not let's not just deviate this by just saying that it's passion something inner something inside you that burns how how do you find that how do one trace their own individual ikigai wow so it's great you know at the age of 23 yeah. uh, that you have uh, got into something although you are a lawyer and you moved out and uh, you you're getting into a uh, happiness coach uh, yeah. and uh, you know there's small correction in your entire flow because i know people come back and say yeah you self centered yeah. but you mentioned that you like to delight people and to help people yeah and that's where the third point is of connecting the world so you found the reason for your uh, particular uh, you know you found a very passion you're also getting good at it as we go on you're studying well <laughs> yeah i'm getting knowledge from all the coaches that we have <laughs> yeah and now you're slowly getting to third point what is it in the world that uh, that you are sensitive about and that you connect to and uh, that that's important to understand so a lot of people are connected they get connected to let's say it could be poverty or it could be children issues or women issues or uh, unemployment or environment you are connected to joy and happiness in people yeah. that's what connects you to the world and uh, that's the third one you know which is uh, the third uh, direction or the west direction so you're certainly doing something for the world because yeah. otherwise in on the other hand actually you would be just self centered if you're just doing it for yourself yeah. you're trying to help people in some manner around it and hey when you're helping people you reach the fourth quarter it's a very natural process if you notice uh, there is it's not very artificial it's very natural that when you do these three you are reaching the fourth uh, point which is you're getting paid for it the catch is it takes time mm-hmm. a lot of people start below at the at the bottom of quadrant and uh, i have a lot of friends their sons you know they they get into it and computers and data science because it starts below they get a lot of money out of it yeah. they get a few lakhs out of it so they start below they never they never start at the top the trick is when you start from the top it takes time to reach down so you have to first find your passion what yes. you yeah identify it and then you know slowly work your way down uh, you know and we're all on the journey and it takes time and uh, as and when it takes that time it could take a few weeks months years yeah but as, once you get it yeah. you've got it for the rest of then there's no retirement which is the first secret of ikigai yeah we'll get to we'll get to all these secrets of ikigai and very very well said actually because uh, you have to first find your passion um what and then see if you're good at it and find what makes you happy deep inside and uh, believe me when you find something that that makes you really happy you never feel like it's a job it's it's not 9 to 5 it's not something that uh, you don't passionately work for you in the sense of calling it relaxed your mind is stable your your you're not thinking about a lot of things or being nervous about it you're very confident in the skills that you have because that's your passion so here are the four directions amalgamating with each other and that's i feel like that's how we found our ikigai so uh with saying this uh let's take an opposing view all right like we have now understood that how you trace your individual ikigai by the four directions let's take an let's take an opposing view let's take the view of how, how would i know that if i've not found my ikigai yet what are these like how we call it covid symptoms all right so how would like symptoms of anything so how would i know that all right i've not right now in my life i'm doing this job i'm doing everything i'm a bit happy 
but a little bit unhappy also and i don't know if i found my ikigai yet so like how do i find my ikigai and how do i not know like if i found my ikigai the very simple answer yash yeah and all the viewers uh, i truly hope that you you know uh, get to this particular question which i'm going to give yeah. and uh, the question is very simple which you have to ask yourself yeah. you're going to you know, picture yourself 60 years in the future at the age of 95 Now today, as you stand here, it's a shortcut question. Can you keep doing what you're doing till the age of ninety-five? Let me word it otherwise. What are the aspects of life which you're doing today, which you can keep doing till the age of ninety-five? You want to really picture? You want to close your eyes and picture yourself, aged ninety-five? Can you keep doing what you're doing? If the answer is yes, it's your ikigai. If the answer is no, it's not ikigai. Okay. Plain and simple. That is some. Uh... that's a very deep reflection that you have to do because uh, you're right to picture yourself if i was doing law and then i had to picture myself doing law for 95 years just yeah so like i understand so this is a very it's it is self introspection uh, you have to sit down with yourself be true to yourself and uh, as as deepak said you have to close your eyes you have to ask yourself okay i'm here in this situation right now i'm working really hard i'm working day and day out and can i do the same thing till i'm 80 95 let's call it 80 because the pollution is there <laughs> the life expectancy has gone down <laughs> so let's just not be I, at 90 i always say 95 or 100 because <laughs> for centenarian centenarian yeah. see deepak with you the thing is you're a very happy person you're a very positive person with all the environmental changes that are going on right now i don't think that the life expectancy would be till 95 but yes realistically i would also want to live till 95 if i'm enjoying my life and if i, I found my kegai why not why not i would i would love to live my life till 95 so here so by saying all of this uh, okay let's imagine this situation Uh, let's let's imagine the situation uh, we are we have discovered our ikigai and uh, now to pursue it and to nurture it how can you as a coach deepak and like what's the importance of your techniques and what's the importance of your knowledge of ikigai that we can nurture it and like pursue it further and like how 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 is a coach supposed to help after finding the ikigai or Great. find the ikigai yeah there are two parts to the question the first is finding your ikigai yeah and uh, what is my role as a coach and how we can uh, you know really trace it each of these directions yeah. uh, require a guidance to understand what your passion itself require a sort of a tool a questionnaire or a kind kind of a set of tools yeah. which enable you to find what your what your passion is and then we move on to the second one which is what you're good at and here again there are various strength finder tools to find out what are your strengths what are you truly truly good at and it's not just what you think we also go 360 degrees so there are interviews which i make the clients do for for example let's take you know your example since you're here yeah. so what do you, what do your clients say which is good about you what is a wife say which is good about you or your parents or your children or your friends you're going to now go into the johari quadrant you're going, going to try to understand your strengths from various perspectives and it's not just your perspective which is very limited you're going to try to look at a greater perspective and there's a huge methodology of trying to do that which is the second direction which is west i'm going to copy that uh, terminology <laughs> yeah and then we go to east which are those particular areas in the world and there's a huge of it and you know again tools around it which can really connect to you which you can do even as a volunteer and for that actually you need to go back to all the 23 years of your life what are the what are the various activities you have done in your childhood in your school in your college etc for which you just went on doing um, as a volunteer you know and if you look back it's possible oh hold on i did i join ncc or did i do this or if a person is in middle age what are the various things that he has done you know as general volunteer not post volunteer now this gives a hint to to myself this gives a hint to the person as what the third direction is what are the various things that really connect to me and when you do this then you have to actually research in uh, various geographies and see which part of the world can you uh, get the value where you, where you'll be valued so the fourth area which is what you can paid for is also where 
you can show value and where you will be valued yourself, where you're priceless. And that's the first path of tracing your Ikigai. It's a process. It takes time because the entire journey is not so easy. The second question, having found it, how can you, you know, really go for it? So that's a, that's the connecting between my Ikigai and my reality. How can I really go for it? You know, that, that's a, that's a huge thing. That's a huge uh, challenge because finding Ikigai is one and then following it is another. Yeah, that's and a task. That's to a big task. Amalgamate it to reality itself. That's a big task. And that's, that's where you come in. That's finding it and facilitating because um, Deepak, to be very honest, like we have had clients, we have, uh, have testimonies and have, have clients and uh, people have been speaking about like how Deepak helps in bringing these, uh, how finding their Ikigai and especially he deals in bringing those Ikigai out in the real world and amalgamating the real world and your Ikigai and to get paid for it <laughs> at the end of the day to get paid for it. And it, it enhances you as a person. Your personality enhances, uh, the negative thoughts, uh, start to go away, uh, leading a very positive, happy life, uh, leading a healthy life, a lot of changes. And this isn't reality. This is not something that is just like in the books. I have seen it through our clients and, um, even Deepak would have been seeing it since like, I don't know, so many years that people have changed and everything. And yes, of course this, this really helps. So yeah, Deepak. There are five uh, steps to it, which I do, which is beyond Ikigai. Ikigai to reality, it's, it's called the paces model. Yeah. It works on passions, assets, character, which is our own character and experience yeah. and skill sets. So that's the process I use to bridge that gap between yeah. Ikigai and reality and try to get people to reach their Ikigai and follow it faster. Okay, Deepak, so I have a question here, uh, which is uh, for the millennials out there. Um, who love side hustling and uh, side help and everything like that. And like, there's, there's a general fact, another general fact of Yash, <laughs> uh, 50% of the people, 50% of the millennials right now uh, are always engaged in side hustling. So here, here is my question to you. Uh, now people out here are wondering, okay, I have a nine to five job and it pays for my expenses. And like, this is like a whole thought process. So like, how do I find this time to find my Ikigai? And, and if I find it also, how do I work towards it? And like, can, if, if like, uh, just, uh, sorry for my lack of wordings, but can there be something like a part-time Ikigai or something like that? You know, there's a very practical issue, which a yeah. lot of, uh, mentees come to me. That yeah. when they do find the Ikigai, yeah. uh, there are various reasons why they cannot follow it. The one, as you rightly mentioned, is uh, insecurity. The yeah. path of following Ikigai takes time. It's not easy to reach up to the bottom. A lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work and a lot of patience. And people don't have the patience, yeah. which is very valid, very valid points. And uh, in fact, this came out from all the participants. You know, my gratitude to all the participants who, who taught me this. Uh, fact of you know they have there are fear factors in them there's a societal fear factor yeah wife etc or insecurity yeah. uh, impatience risk of failure hey great you know i got my ikigai as a photographer or as a dancer what is the guarantee that i'll ever reach to the bottom I, actually there's no guarantee so it's a risk it's a huge risk and uh, so normally, uh, you know, what I, what I really, you know, want to tell the millennials and, uh, you know, all the young generation of a particular person who was born in the late 1890s, in the late 1890s, yeah. he was born and uh, he worked in as an insurance person since the age of uh, 14, 15. And remember, there's a time of the world war, 1914 was yeah. a world war. So he got in the world war, lost all his job, became a car salesman, ran in as a car salesman for a few years. And, uh, you know, lost their job too, and uh, you know, moved in into a cafe, worked as a cafeteria, you know, trying to sell as a waiter, etc. And uh, again, lost it, came back to insurance, again, lost the job. Now, remember, it's kind of time for the Second World War. And now he got into a cafe again, and that's where he discovered a secret recipe. People might now try to hint to whom I'm referring to. He discovered a secret recipe, and uh, but he just kept it with himself. He, he was around 45, 40, 48 years old. 
the reason why he kept it to himself is risk of failure insecurity and unable to convert the ikigai into reality he knew exactly what should be done he spoke to a lot of friends about it but all the friends told hey i don't think this will succeed it's not so easy it's already world war 2 mm-hmm. so he continued on working as a captain at the age of 60 yeah and at the age of 61 he founded the first kentucky fried chicken the recipe that he found was a chicken uh, burger yeah. and he kept telling i have this secret recipe but it took him 15 years to convert his ikigai to a reality at age 61 the person's name is harlan sanders yeah. the founder of kentucky fried chicken and of course he died a few years later but kfc is still <laughs> kfc is still there yeah. <laughs> most popular brands i mean like so, this happens with all uh, big entrepreneurs even mcdonalds uh, they fail like the risk of failure is so much so that uh, everybody tells you if you bring in a new concept a very niche concept the the risk of failure is always a lot more you uh, there is there needs to be a self determination uh, to avoid this risk of failure you need to completely be, you, i mean you don't need to be delusional about it but you need to completely believe in what you do and uh, i mean as you said that it's it's a it's a very very inspiring story by him and by any entrepreneur that we look at uh, who's who's very big in the business right now um, we always see that they started from somewhere small they started from something that uh, people are not interested in but they created the market for it uh they were so determined for it that they created the market for it they created something that the people didn't want but actually the people when they look at it they really want it now uh, especially something like apple uh, something like mcdonalds there uh, if if you've seen the movie the founder also uh, it, it completely shows how he changed the business itself um so yeah uh, it makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense what you have said here uh, and that was actually a very inspiring story uh, i i didn't even know uh, this whole uh, story like i i knew like how he got his recipe and then after that he died but i didn't knew that he struggled so much so uh, before and like people didn't believe in it um and now when anybody is having a kfc they will always be reminded of this story while eating the big whopper or anything like that <laughs> they feel reminded that there's a lot of struggle that he found his ek guy so now it's my time while eating this burger to finally find my ek guy yeah uh so let's let's the, this was for the millennials uh and this was for the people who are working right now 9 to 5 and they they always think that the risk of failure is way more and driving from my passion so this question was for them uh now yes uh, you know the part time ikigai which i did. so even when you find a ikigai it's possible for this person harlan sander for 16 years he just continued as a back burner you know part time he just continued doing it as a, as a passion or hobby yeah. and then so you know and then he that's the answer to that part time ikigai Yeah, uh, see, uh, you have nine to five, and then you have five to nine. Exactly. Like you have nine a.m. to five p.m. Like okay, so as my father always told me, uh, it's the age for especially millennials uh, right now. It's the age to burn the midnight oil. If not now, then when? So nine to five, you work. You work for everything, and if your job is more than nine to five, nine to eight, nine to seven, you still have those two three hours to self-respect, to find your ikigai, to come to Deepak and understand that how how do you incorporate this? And believe me when I say this, and I've never uh, endorsed anybody like this, and I've never endorsed uh, something like this, but like it really, really, really uh, changes your life. makes you a better person makes you a more efficient person uh, so uh, going on with this efficiency and like people like we are already 40 minutes into the talk so people would be wanting that okay now what can i get the insight out of this conversation so let's talk about the 10 rules of ek guy and like what people can incorporate in their lives uh, firstly yeah so uh, it's amazing so there are uh, 10 secrets or 10 rules of uh, yeah, ek guy right 10 secrets yeah and uh, if you look at it it's, it's very simple and each of the rules are very powerful i'll just briefly go through them the first one which i hinted to earlier also age of 95 is stay active never retire if you're thinking yeah. of retirement uh, you haven't found a ricky guy number one because a lot of people come to me and say hey you know i need some coaching i want to retire by the age of 40 by the age of 45 by the age of 38 and then i ask them okay what are you going to do after you retire and then they think for a moment and say i'm going to start doing the things that i love to do Yeah. I say hold on. Then why don't you start doing them now? Why do you need to age to age of forty-five? 
So the first secret is stay active, never retire. Okay, Deepan, I would like to interrupt you. Please, whoever is watching this and like when the videos are also released, please take a paper, note down this because it's not an easy information. This is Deepak exclusively telling you that what are the 10 secrets of AK guys. So like I would advise you to just have like a paper around and like write these 10 uh, rules and secrets. It will lead to a happier life. So sorry, Deepak. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. The second is uh, leaving urgency behind and adopting a slower pace of life. For some reason, it's a paradox. When you go slow, you tend to make lesser mistakes and you actually become more effective and more productive. So slow actually is fast. And there's also the Tai Chi rule. Uh, it's part of the Tai Chi principle that the more slower you are, the more better it is. Then the third one is uh, on eating. It's not really on what you eat, but how you eat. Mm. or the attitude that you have as you eat in a state of happiness? And again, a lot of people tell me, I'm a vegetarian. So they tell me, hey, Deepak, it's not possible. You know, I'm a... I love alcohol and uh, everything. I say, no problem. You can eat a non-veg and alcohol, but when you're eating, have gratitude. That attitude is more important with whatever you eat and drink. And this anybody can do. It doesn't, you don't, you don't need to have any strict rules around it. Then the fourth one is... Can we, can we elucidate upon this gratitude? Like, what do you mean by having gratitude for the food that you eat? So when you eat, uh, and uh, a lot of uh, religions uh, do uh, have this... Uh, but you don't need to be religious even to follow it. Yeah. Be grateful and be happy at the moment of eating the food. Grateful for the people who have made it or grateful for the farmers who have built it. Grateful to God. Yeah. So again, a lot it's of faith has gratitude, more of a prayer you know, as you eat it because it has a tendency to hit your entire system. Yeah. It's in a sense selfish. Okay. So it actually hits you. It, it affects you. And please do it you know, for your own sake. Not that you're really grateful to the cook or to you know your mother etc but uh, it does you know it, it has a ripple effect back on yourself so that's the you know uh, trick of that and then we have various other secrets uh, you know for example the fourth one is on good friends yeah. how to surround yourself with good friends and it has again repercussions on business life on partners the need to have the environment around you insulating and uh, the fifth is on daily gentle exercise Getting in shape. Very important. Very important. Yeah. And uh, so Ikigai, the principles of rules, doesn't believe in the fast-paced gym, yeah. uh, etc. It believes in more of a slow, gentle you know, yoga or Tai Chi or various other things. If you notice, it's all very slow. The sixth is uh, to smile and acknowledge people around you. Mm. Again, this has a ripple effect. Everything that, uh, all the secrets, it may seem outward, but it actually hits back to you. It's 360 degrees smiling and acknowledging people. And then we go to connecting with nature, really reconnecting with the nature, outer as well as your inner nature, the kind of uh, introspection that you do within yourself. A lot of people do meditation and various things. It really helps in this particular secret. And the eighth one is again on gratitude mm. to everything, not just food. Yeah. Gratitude to everything that brightens our day. And uh, the ninth, very important, is to live in the current moment. At this point, and there's a huge story around it, which you all can read later. It, it's called The Three Questions by Leo Tolstoy. The Three Questions by Leo Tolstoy. I'll not tell you what the story is, but the readers are encouraged to read this particular story. It's exactly the importance of who's there in this moment. At this moment, the most important person in the world, as per the book, is Yash. Because he's <laughs> right now with me. <laughs> so at this moment, you're the most important person and the people who are watching it. Yeah. The moment this is over, you're out of the picture. And at uh, you know, the next, uh, after 20 minutes, somebody else will be the most important. So the particular three questions, I'm releasing, uh, I should not have done it, but I'm releasing some hint about the particular uh, story. It's a short story by Leo Tolstoy. Good teaser about it. Yeah, the three questions. It's yeah. about, uh, you know, and the last one is to follow Ricky guy. Okay. All right, so this, uh, taking it in and like uh, understanding all these uh, 10 rules um, and incorporating this in your daily life, uh, giving out, like, as you said, that it has a, uh, like an effect of going inwards and uh, like you throw something outwards and then it goes inwards, a repel effect. Uh, so 
something that you even if you practice it going outwards as well like it makes you feel a better person right uh, because you're you're doing all these practices and if you incorporate all these 10 rules as i heard like exercise wow a random fact about exercise it increases your intelligence being gratitude uh, being of gratitude about every, like your food about like your people makes you a better person in the eyes of others as well as inside makes you less of a negative person uh, connects you to your spiritual self so something like that yeah these 10 rules these 10 rules even i was reading about it and like uh, especially that's why i put this question in for the viewers as well so that they can learn something out of this conversation itself that these are the 10 rules we are giving you free secrets these are the free secrets that you you should use every day in your life try to practice it will make you a better person for sure um deepak just moving on uh now a lot of people out here who are doing these 9 to 5 jobs as we said earlier do experience and and especially millennials and generation z and generation x and whatever they are named um they all experience stress and existential existential crisis sorry that word itself is so big uh so they all feel that okay i'm living in the moment but this moment doesn't feel real am i living in a virtual reality the i'm not doing best for myself this is the existential crisis that the, and especially in this time when we have covid and there we are going into another lockdown supposedly and uh, people are at home the feeling of existential crisis increases so how can ikigai help with stress management and uh, if somebody is facing some these kind of crisis in fact it's a direct uh, response to stress management because the definition of ikigai is the purpose of being the purpose to live the reason to jump out of bed every morning and the stress comes out of exactly the opposite the purpose of not being the reason why you should not jump out of bed every morning the the reason for not being that's exactly the opposite of uh, ikigai so when you find a ikigai you're actually going exactly you're conflicting with stress head on you're taking it head on because every morning when you get up there's a reason to get up and of course in in my entire life i've been through many many uh, stressful and depressing moments yeah all the viewers readers will uh, agree to this fact that when you are really down you don't wake up in the morning you don't feel like waking up that's the first uh, sign of uh, high depression or you know a suicidal tendency that you don't want to wake up and the definition of kikai the reason to jump out of bed every morning so wow. it's exactly in uh, in i should say loggerheads with uh, stress and depression and, and that's the reason why more than 80% in the us are undergoing heavy stress syndrome it's because none of them are doing the ikigai they're all going the purpose of not being or the reason not to jump out of bed you know so they're all getting into that particular mode and they i feel like they're learning as well because even uh, just another random fact <laughs> as uh, i was researching about it um, there's a google there's a google trend that happens all right and like google trend in india during this covid time and i checked it like a month back uh, google trend in india is about um, anxiety financial losses financial bearings uh, depression it's on a high we are this uh, india is the second most worldwide for major anxiety and major depression uh, but the speaking out factor doesn't happen here uh to take it inside and this is the opposite of what we are saying we are telling you to you know give it out <laughs> give it outwards to take it inside and just keep it inside that feeling you are creating a ball a dark ball of negativity inside you and it will it will try to kill you from inside and till the time you say it out loud until the time you go into an healing process um it, it won't help you Uh, so i would advise like all these people who are feeling these existential crises and feeling like a lot of stress and especially what deepak said that feeling like you know not to get up in the morning what's the point of getting up in the morning let's find your ikigai let's today find your ikigai let's try to motivate you try to get you to get out of bed in the morning with a happy face and being passionate about something that you work for and being happy about it and th- that is what the zen philosophy is also is what is being in zen being in zen is being completely calm being completely in in the mood of it 
to apply the zen philosophy to your work itself being completely immersed in your work so some something like that will will obviously help you finding your ikigai will obviously help you being a happier person being passionate about it uh now uh, also like as we said the happiest people are not the ones who achieve the most like uh, as we said uh, when we were talking about 9 to 5 jobs uh, that okay it's earning me money mere paas paisa aa raha hai main to bahut khush hu so let's um, so i have done my research on it uh, so the happiest people are not the ones who achieve the most right uh, at yale university there is this professor called lori santos uh, she teaches a course which is called the science of well being all right uh, now i've heard a bit of uh, like uh, she does ted talks as well uh, so uh, in this course she takes time to explain that we are really bad at figuring what makes us happy and she tells us that money your good looks your big house <laughs> they don't have an impact impact on your base level of happiness they might give you an artificial sense of happiness and that's what like it's a propagation that we have seen throughout like movies and everything that you know ba- the base it gives you an artificial feeling of happiness but the base level of happiness is still you're not feeling happy uh, and there's a science behind it uh, so can we can we elucidate on the statement that uh the happiest people are the ones who spend more time than others in a state of flow and what is this state of flow uh, and when we are talking about the theory of zen as well the theory of zen also relates to the state of flow where attention to detail and simplicity as we started this conversation with are very important so can we explain to the viewers what is the state of flow and how to achieve the state of flow you've touched upon another huge mountain but let yeah. me try to at least crack a few boulders out of it because flow itself is a huge huge uh, topic yeah. uh, and it was coined by a person called mihali from uh, poland his surname is a little more complicated so i'll not take it uh, and uh, this particular state of flow is um, something in ikigai it's called ikigai kan which means a state of ikigai it's like mindful mindfulness yeah. or i'm a trainer heartfulness so heartful being heartful is one thing heartfulness is a state of being heartful all the time mm-hmm. a state of being mindful all the time mindfulness so a state of flow is when you can be in a state in that state which you have identified can you continue to be in that for a period of time and when you get into that there are again a few you know hints uh, you know around uh, when you get into a state of flow you there's a feeling of ecstasy that rises in you it's way beyond joy so feeling of ecstasy a lot of clarity um, no doubts will be in your head extremely clear extremely focused and you can keep doing it you lose sense of time you sometimes lose sense of surroundings and yeah. so involved you're so much involved in the in your work that you lose complete sense of you lose your own identity in that sense you know you lose your that's a state of flow is when you lose your own self and you're just doing it because it's become part of you it's way, as i said you know it's a small it's a huge mountain and uh, once you get it you know advice to all the millions and everybody around the motivation comes from within intrinsic motivation you don't need to look for motivation outside you get it from within all right uh, so so to give an example for the state of flow uh, we can talk about artists and um, so artists are who carry the torch of their ikigai instead of how we talked about the principle of retiring they never retire uh, they carry the torch of their ikigai instead of retiring and have this power of art in all its form is an ikigai that can bring happiness and purpose to their days for them enjoying or creating as as deepak said that the state of flow where you are in where you lose time where you don't know what is happening but you're just passionately working for it so they're enjoying or creating beauty is free and something that they have access to so artists know how important it is to protect their space control their environment and be free of distractions if they want to flow with their ikigai and uh, so many like how we perceive artists we we see them as some uh, misanthropic or repulsive but what they are really doing is protecting the time that brings them happiness 
and sometimes at the expense of other aspects of their lives there are outliers who apply the principles of flow to their lives to an extreme but we don't want to go uh, towards an extreme but this is this is what something how a flow can feel how an artist feel in a state of flow this is when you achieve something like this this is what exactly uh, deepak was trying to uh, tell you about when you are in a state of flow you will understand that how, at that point of time you will understand that you are in a state of flow uh, also deepak uh, on on the same uh, when you have talked about how you can achieve the flow and how um, we can understand that we are in the state of flow uh, in in order to focus on task we need to be defined by a free uh, principles according to kishis uh, i i cannot pronounce this name but it's a very very great philosopher mihali um, mihali okay uh, so what what are these few principles uh, that he talks about so he uh, speaks about uh, three kinds of lives the pleasant life the good life and the meaningless life meaningful life and uh, the pleasant pleasant life is something similar to what uh, you mentioned about lori santos yeah it uh, goes on the law of diminishing happiness give a person one one ice cream a boy a child one ice cream the child is happy you give it second the happiness is still there you give it the third fourth fifth by the sixth ice cream the person wants to throw it away and that's the story with riches and uh, you know everything that she mentioned uh, about houses and you know big houses because it Uh, the law of diminishing happiness is the more you get of something the happiness goes on decreasing to the extent that you soon start begin hating it yeah so it's 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 exactly proportional to the law of marginal utility uh, what we are talking exactly economics since you're into uh, law and yeah so let's let's take a step back let's go back to when we were talking about stress and existential crisis uh, so when people do their job with passion and the hurry to achieve everything as as we see like uh, the competition has increased at 23 people are being entrepreneurs and uh, at 20 they are opening their own companies and llc's and everything like that um, so the hurry to achieve everything and uh, especially in this day and time that's what that's why we have brought this question here is it inversely proportional uh, sorry is it inversely proportional to the quality of life absolutely excessive uh, movement hurry is inversely uh, proportional and uh, the concept of ikigai is uh, slow living life yeah it's a yeah. slow paced life can we can we elucidate a bit of like what is the concept of slow living uh, in ikigai yeah yeah so for example you know a few a year, a year ago i was in bombay back in bombay after many years and i was at the platform you know the railway platform i wanted to take that train ride in you know, a local train i'd done it long back when i was a student so i thought let me try it out and i was just sitting on the platform just relaxed okay i was just wanting to observe i saw people rushing in rushing out okay the train is about to stop people are already jumping out and they are running up the staircase people are only jumping in and that was what that i was just looking at all of them and they were probably looking at me thinking i'm some fool sitting there with no purpose in life yeah but i was just kind of observing them and just seeing what's going on what are they where are they headed to and what is the rush in life and how can it really are they joyful none of them were huge stress on them you know because uh, the reason they're rushing out is because they probably have another local to catch to the mumbai church gate at 3:46 p.m. There's also one of the local at 3:51, but they want to catch the 3:46 for some reason. Same we see with metro lines as well. Yeah, absolutely. They want to catch it. So there's a rush. Okay. Instead, if they kind of slow down, okay, they'll probably be able to think clearer. It's not a waste of five minutes. 3:46 uh, to 3:41. In that five minutes, they could probably, you know, as they walk, they could assimilate a few of integrate themselves a little more, you know, into themselves. i'm touching upon another another topic related to ichak adesay's uh, concept of integration they can keep integrating themselves and that will lead to a higher productivity than running around so that 5 minutes is not lost it's actually you gain it you know in actually integrating and slowly moving ahead so you become more effective and more efficient when you're slow i know millions will find it very strange hey deepak that, that, uh, okay we have to slow down to go fast <laughs> yes Yes, slow is fast. When you yeah. slow down, you actually go faster. You are more integrated. You are more calmer. You are more composed. You can think better. 
you can think clearer more wiser so there are no mistakes there are very few mistakes you keep making you know as you go on when you go fast the tendency of mistakes is high rework rework is very everything even uh, you know coming down a staircase going up a staircase the chance of an accident the chance of doing something um, incorrect is yeah. far higher so you end up actually doing more work in the same time instead of that do the exact work that is required so and for efficient efficient work efficiently and effectively yeah so uh, there is a common theme that all our coaches talk about stop pause um even uh, uh, by some of our coaches we i was also advised that the previous podcast that we did um the, with the with the filler like you know take some time think about it and do like speak out your uh, speak out your questions and with the same thing of emotional intelligence we talked about uh, how you should stop for a second and then then say something like think about what you're saying so there there is a common theme that we can see here and this is for the millennials who always think that life in the fast lane is so good and everything like that it's really not like you need to think about what you say it's take a step back uh, it, it will be more effective and and this is and we have not been like okay deepak has been talking to other coaches and the other coaches have been talking to the other coaches there is this is the common theme this is this comes from within this is this is from the art deepak has been studying this art for various years now so of all of our coaches have been studying this art for various years now and like this is a theme that is derived out of that so for effective work slow living is the new fast living okay uh now uh, when we talked about the origination of ikigai and how it originated in okinawa and japan it's a japanese word uh to the people who who are already well versed with the concept of ikigai this is for them uh we talk about in ikigai something something like centenarians and super centenarians uh this is something that they did a survey in okinawa and they found out something which also i am not too sure uh, about uh, so that's why this question arises what 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 are these centenarians and super centenarians if i'm uh, pronouncing it right and what secrets do they have for us what what hidden secrets do they have for us wow yes you you have the art of you know putting a, one a huge needle on a huge mountain and <laughs> they, they try <laughs> yeah that's that's true uh, but any any such information that we can get out of this talk would be really really good so in yeah. fact i have a huge session called as the longevity quotient which is uh, increasing the length of life it's it's a huge uh, module that i run but i'll give a small gist of it and it's not just okinawa there are five places which are uh, determined in the world which where there are centenarians centenarian is people who live for 100 years plus the maximum number of places where people live for 100 110 115 and they live a happy life they'll die in their sleep very peacefully most of them 80% of them don't have any heart disorder till the end hardly any stress and uh, there's a study done of these blue zones blu blue zones in the whole world there's there's one in uh, icaria greece there's one in italy there's one uh, called loma linda in california mm. and uh, there's another one in uh, europe so these particular places there are some secrets that have come out what exactly are the secrets exactly like uh, like okinawa japan they share similar secrets which hinge around those of uh, principles of ikigai different terminologies in different places mm-hmm. and little more um, little more diversifications of uh, various factors uh, and these secrets as i said you know it's a small uh, needle in a huge mountain these secrets can actually lead one to live 100 years plus which is why i i don't joke when i say that uh, what do you really visualize yourself at the age of 95 because you can actually follow these secrets and uh, try to live for a longer and longer uh, existence dying in your bed in a very relaxed happy manner so in fact some of the secrets are very very interesting i'll just give a you know one or two of them you know which are there uh, embracing diversity now if you notice in all these places uh, they they don't uh, they're not restricted to only themselves etc they this is the problem with the modern world uh, the developed world when i was a child okay i'll just take a few couple of minutes you know when i was a child i lived in a particular place in pune where when i open my door 
all the neighbors around me can see me and i can see them you know mm-hmm. I, i all across you know one two three floor and all so the construction was a very social construction in that sense mm-hmm. thanks to the need for privacy security and individualization yeah. today where i where i uh, where i am today yeah. if there's a fire in my neighbor's house i'll never know it okay i'll never know it so it, it, the kind of privacy the kind of sound protection that is there yeah. is so high so one of the secrets in in uh, in japan as well as various other places is that social bonding it creates a kind of a, uh, a ripple effect on you where there are uh, there's something a concept called as maoi m a o i maoi in japan okinawa itself mm. where uh, when you're born you're bonded with four other people whom you live laugh share life with for the rest of your life four or five they call it a clutch of five people five people whom you're going to share everything all they're very thick friends yeah. and those five people will be closer to each other rather than to their own husbands or wives you know the, the bonding is extremely high yeah. and that has that power you know it's it's called an egregore egregore is a mass conscience that is built around and that has a power to uplift them to live a longer and longer uh, life you know rather than the individualized existence that you know we are so used to just uh, as i said time is running out but just a small hint maybe we can have another session a few months later on the longevity quotient which is a huge topic in itself this is very interesting uh, who wouldn't want to live a longer and a happier life and die in their deathbed just joyful and not of any pain like it's a very interesting topic and i i wish that if we had time we could elucidate upon like all the all the secrets that they had but um, yes it is a topic for um, next time as we are running out of time um, but yes so uh, at the end like uh, deepak uh, it, this was a very very beautiful talk by you and uh, like a very very insightful talk for the people who are new to the concept of ikigai as well as the people who already know about ikigai uh, we talked about the rules we talked about stress management we talked about millennials who having jobs and how they can find their ikigai and why is it very important to find your ikigai to live a better life um also i would like to at the end just like to add uh, that ikigai according to tim tamishiro uh, who is also firstly to uh, i would love to go to okinawa now i've heard so much about it and so ma- so many positive vibes are coming from there uh, like the nature is calling me towards okinawa and to understand what the concept really is and to see the people out there and how they live and like social bonding how you're talking about and everything like that so that's a beautiful destination after covid ends <laughs> we'll all just pack our bags and go to okinawa um now uh, as tim tamishiro uh, is a like as reliable as a math equation he explains ikigai and uh, he explains ikigai is as if you have your notepads i equals to ta plus g plus r so ikigai equals time affluence plus your gifts uh, plus rewards in return and you're going to do this over and over again and you will be so much richer because in your meaningful life um, life is not a destination that you have to get to uh your meaningful life is something you can enjoy right now as deepak said that there is no like there's no destination uh, 95 years you're seeing yourself uh, in this job so this it is something that you can enjoy right now at any time you want to a little bit of joy as he says will add up to a lifetime of joy and and isn't it time that you finally get time to find out what you love and what you're good at and your ikigai will come into light so your meaningful life will be a lot of work as we all said during this talk that it requires a lot of work it requires a lot of risk assessment and uh, uh, self determination but you're worth the work everybody who's who's seeing this you are worth the work let nobody tell you that something is impossible uh, just work hard for it uh, so i invite you to try ikigai with us uh from happiness coach and with deepak who's an ikigai coach we all invite you to try this new concept 
and uh, let's try to understand our ikigai thanks for the thumbs up sandeepa <laughs> but yes let's let's try to find our ikigai and uh, we invite all of you who, who would be watching this or who are watching this right now to come on a discovery session with us try to understand this concept and let's see where it goes from there thank you deepak for uh, sparing your time and talking in lens about this we'll surely have like a conversation because there are so many i've put needles everywhere on big big mountains so like now it's time to crack up those mountains on some next talk so stay tuned uh, and uh, we'll notify you when deepak is back with us it'll be somewhere in january or like late december uh, and we can have a great talk then thank you deepak thank you thank you so much yash nice uh, talking to you too thank and you wishing you all the best for uh, your ikigai which is spreading happiness into the lives of each and every person across whoever you come across which is your ikigai yeah and passionately working for it <laughs> so yeah all right see you deepa thank you bye bye